0: What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded b I'm Kyle.
1: And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of.
0: Editing is going to be a long-ass process.
1: Alright, welcome back to another Throwback Thursdays. I think this is our second one. And today we're going to be talking about Heathers from
0: 1989. I just found something that I wish I would have found before put it in our what have you just watched what's that I just found what it looks like when there's a baby kangaroo in a pouch it's gross anyway <laughs> heathers from 1989 starring christian slater and that girl nev campbell winona rider winona Ryder, also shannon doherty and then
1: two blonde girls
0: uh one of them i can't i can't remember her Can't remember what, any of the other girls' names? Me neither.
1: Well, one of the blonde girls, Heather Chandler, the main, like, bitchy Heather, was actually the girl in Can't Buy Me Love, and she played kind of a sweet character in that. But she she actually died a while ago. What? All right. So, Heather's Christian Slater playing essentially the same character he played in Very Bad Things.
0: But before Very Bad Things. Exactly. So, this was like good practice. This is Christian for... Slater playing Christian Slater. What are you talking about? This Christian Slater is no different than. Very bad things I wouldn't even say. I would say he's no different than Christian Slater in True Romance.
1: No, because he was romantically more. romantically
0: the... in love with the idea of murdering stuff, not doing it as a means to fulfill a, an end.
1: Oh, no, yeah. I don't know. He was more relatable in True Romance, I guess, but. In these movies, it's more just like he seems to, I guess, play off of the idea that he's doing murders like out of necessity, but he's really just enjoying the fuck out of it. Like in very bad things, you know, it's like, oh, you killed a stripper. What are we going to do now? I'm going to murder this guy and here, we're going to go buy some suitcases. And then he's like on point for the rest. Same thing in, in Heather's when they make their first murder slash suicide slash accident.
0: Well, if, if we're going to get to that, I don't think that was his first time. So let's take, it, let's take it from the top. The opening scene is actually pretty good. The croquet thing? Yeah. because is, is that really happening, or is that a dream? It's never explained. Uh, I
1: think it's supposed to be like a daydream type situation.
0: Because never, they never really actually do that, but like, where was she buried? Because they're playing croquet, and then Veronica, Winona Ryda's character, is the goalpost? I don't know how croquet works.
1: I don't get it either. It's like weird golf. It's like golf with mallets and wooden Apparently, balls.
0: you can hit it through the whole thing, but if you miss, you lose.
1: And if you tap somebody else's ball, you get the option to take two shots or send their ball flying, I guess. It's really weird. It's the kind of game where like you just end up hitting each other with the mallets, or at least we probably would.
0: That's why I think it's a rich people game. It's probably like a million dollars for each one of the mallets, and like the balls probably cost like a thousand dollars.
1: So if you were a woodworker who wasn't rich, that would be your way to play this game. Basically.
0: Okay, so. Opening scene, daydream, possibly something that happened for real. And then it 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 goes to what is Veronica to the Heathers? And I was confused, are they all named Heather for real, or is it like you get oh, no, the Heather once you get in?
1: No, no, they're all Heather, because Heather Chandler's the main I always wear red Heather. Then there's Heather McNamara, who's more or less the dumb follower cheerleader one. And then there's uh, Heather Duke, which is Shenan Doherty's character. And she's like, weirdly, she's like a more intelligent Heather, because she like stands around reading Moby Dick, and you kind of get the impression that maybe she's not like a total asshole, then later she becomes a total asshole, because, quote, I can. So, but she at least seems like she has the potential for a little more depth. And Veronica is like their friend, and I'm assuming she moved here semi-recently at least, because like she... She seems out of place. Like, even when later, when Christian Slater says something like, this is Ohio, she's like, oh, okay.
0: Well, no, she... I feel like she is a part of it. Like, I feel like she's, like, from there. Like, I don't get that idea that she's, like, from somewhere else. I get the I, the impression she's from there, but she's new to the cool kids clique. That makes sense. Because, like, she, this is, like, it does the classic, like, if, if this wasn't about people getting murdered, this would be a Disney movie about learning the grass isn't always greener from the other side type bs
1: it's basically like the original mean girls the heathers are like the popular girls who go around the school and everybody sort of follows their lead but it's mostly because they're afraid of them and how they can fuck them up socially but nobody seems to actually like the heathers
0: yeah i never understand this idea from like teen movies that there's like a clique that everybody that they're super popular but yet they also have no friends because they don't like anybody and nobody likes them i don't how does that work? Uh, You know, I,
1: I never really got that. I mean, I, I never really paid attention to, like, who was popular and who wasn't in school. I just talked to, like, the kids I talked to. So, like, yourself? <laughs> yeah, right. But no, I mean, I was aware of, like, a couple groups like that. But it was like, I don't think there was anybody where it was just like they straight hated them. It was like kids that were hated were ostracized. It wasn't like people revered them. I mean, I'm I'm sure some people are just friends with somebody because they have like a fancy car or they can afford better clothes. And they think like somehow that elevates their status. But you know, I never got like the whole concept of like the whole school sort of bowing down to that. I think that's how it's represented in, in this movie for the most part.
0: Well, yeah. Cause they're just the rich kids too. It's not even like um, the jocks aren't included, which was weird to me. Cause usually the popular kids includes the rich kids and like the jocks, but in this, when they're going around the tables, they don't do the jocks until Veronica's like, can we talk to other people besides just this one table of rich kids? Which is yeah. somehow a separate clique. Which at that point, why wouldn't they all just be one clique?
1: That's a good point, actually. I guess because they're like a subset of like, they're the Less one percenters rich. and they're, they're like the five percenters. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because the way that athleticism is typically described in in any high school movie or tv show is that the athletes are like the top tier high level sort of royalty of the school yeah and these they're just represented as sort of loser morons and there's we only really see there's only two i was gonna say that we only see like two people usually (laughs) it's the whole of
0: the football team (laughs) because even when they're at the table it's
1: just two yeah that was it was very strange in that respect
0: apparently their football team is just a quarterback and a linebacker so um the one of the first things that they do though is veronica is forced to like apparently she's an expert like uh, signature forger yeah which the weird thing about that is her handwriting is ass and she writes really really big i don't understand how that translates to watch me like write everybody's name like in one scene, she writes a note and she's literally just, it's like one line takes up an entire paper.
1: You mean when she was like writing in her diary and there were yeah. four words on the page and it was just like, like dude,
0: how many diaries do you have? Cause
1: that might have just been her angry writing though, because at that point she was going every off on. Every time a I see her writing Heather. in the movie,
0: it's really big though, like really big. Except for apparently when she writes the note from the football player to Martha Dumpstuck. Or dump truck. I actually don't know because they Dun- called it both those things.
1: Dump truck was her nickname. Dunstock okay. was her actual name.
0: Dunstock. Okay. I saw Dumpstock and I was like, that's a weird name. I watch everything with the closed captions on. I don't think that helped me, because sometimes the captions say weird things. And I oh like, yeah. No. Yeah. Like this movie had a few where I was like, What? That's not what anybody said. <laughs> Although it's not as bad as watching like um like a like an Asian movie. Uh, with subtitles and dubs on at the same time because that's where what it's, it's like
1: cool. two completely different translations of There's it full
0: different scripts yeah <laughs> one of my notes right after that though is like this is why heather is not a likable victim because like immediately you hate her heather chandler yeah heather number one i started i just started calling them by numbers or heather shannon doherty i only that's the only one that i knew the name
1: let's call them by color because heather chandler is red cheerleader heather is yellow shannon doherty's green and veronica is more or less black and blue it's mostly
0: blue like that comes up later though in my notes because at one point like i like realized it like because at some point like when they were playing crow am like are they color coded with the balls
1: yeah they were and i was actually a little confused about why shannon doherty green heather was not blue heather because the other two are primary colors if they're like the original heathers they should be primary colors right so
0: You're adding, like, meaning to it that might not exist.
1: I feel like there's for sure meaning to it, but I I feel like... What
0: what color's more gothy, and who's more gothy?
1: No, no, it's not about gothy. I think maybe Shannon Doherty maybe picked green because she wanted to retain a little bit of herself and not be a full-fledged Heather. Like, Mm -hmm. she wanted to still stand there and read Moby Dick, so making herself a mixed color or secondary color sort of differentiates her from them as primary colors.
0: Yeah, sure, let's get to the part where, uh, after they do their lunchtime poll... Uh, What was the question they were asking everybody?
1: You won $5 million, and right after that guy gives you the check, you find out the aliens are going to blow up the earth in two days. What do you do?
0: Give it to your dad to invest, obviously.
1: Um, Yeah, and then you get Christian Slater like, well, you know, I just take my sacks out on a boat, bring some tequila and a little bit of Bach. It's like, okay, how romantic. Yeah, man, he's edgy. What about the note?
0: So well, actually, this comes back to that, though, because like right in that time when they're doing the questions and stuff is when Veronica bumps into her old nerdy friend, which is where you get. That's why I said I don't think she came out from like another place. It's just she came from like a lower social mm-hmm. standing, which does that mean her. Maybe her parents weren't rich before or because they're, they're in public school, so they can't be that rich. That's a good point. But like Veronica's house is like massive. Maybe she was not like. Private school before, and then their parents sent her. To, I don't know.
1: I mean, they all had pretty big houses. I mean, like Christian Slater's house was this weird sort of cabin type structure that was also like the inside Ooh, of like the atrium who of a mall. This
0: because or like, when did this come out in comparison to Beetlejuice?
1: This was nineteen eighty nine. Beetlejuice, I think, was eighty seven.
0: Okay, I definitely got Beetlejuice vibes from some of the stuff.
1: Well, um, Nona Ryder was in Beetlejuice, so.
0: I know, and so was the priest. Right. Right. But no, like the, some of the shots of like their like yards and the houses and like the angles of the camera. Maybe the cinematographer, maybe he also worked on Beetlejuice because I don't know. Some of the shots just felt familiar. Anyway, so when the, this is around, when your favorite line comes up, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think that's when Veronica brings up to Heather, like, why do we always talk to the same people? Why don't we go out of our way and like talk to some other people and see what opinions they have? And I think that's the part when Heather Chandler says fuck me gently with a chainsaw, Veronica. What is your problem? And there's actually another line later in the movie that I love almost equally as much, but not quite, when Shannon Doherty goes, damn, Veronica, why are you pulling on my dick? Yes, that was great.
0: <laughs> I don't think I wrote that one down, but I did write this one down.
1: This movie had a lot of quotable lines in it. Um, so, okay, so during this whole lunch scene, though, that's when Veronica, and Veronica does stuff that's like against her better judgment throughout pretty much the whole movie. Like, up until the end. She's
0: barely eas- No, she's super easily convinced to just do stuff. People are just like, "Hey," and she's like, Okay, fine.
1: And we know she's not dumb, because later she tells Christian Slater that whole thing about how they wanted to move her up to high school when she was only entering the sixth grade, but their parents- She said no because she was afraid she'd have trouble making friends. So, like, they present her like she's gullible and shit, but at the same time, it's like, she should be able to put two and two together if she's, like, a big genius. I mean, I know there's a difference between, like, book smarts and street smarts, but at the same time, like, She's, like, oblivious to a lot of things that she
0: shouldn't be. Well, I don't think it's a matter of, of street smarts either. I think it's a matter of just that desire to stay in that, that cool clique.
1: Yeah, because at, uh, at the cafeteria, she writes that note to Martha Dunstock as it's a love letter from one of the football players. She only players. slightly
0: protests.
1: Yeah, she's like, I don't want to. uh." And then that's when Heather Chandler actually makes Shenandoah to bend over so she can have something to write on, even though they're in a room full of tables and had a clipboard.
0: So that was a little weird. Maybe it's just um, this is the dominance that Heather Chandler holds on them. Apparently. I don't know. It's a weird one.
1: But they write this letter for, for Martha, and she reads it, and they're watching her read it, and she goes over to the football guy who it's supposed to be from to confront him about it and be like, hey, you wrote me this letter? And it was just so cruel. The guy reads the letter, starts laughing at her. Everybody, they laugh her out of the room, basically. And Veronica's standing there, like, looking sad and disappointed in herself while everyone's laughing. And I love that Christian Slater gives her a look from the opposite side of the room and he doesn't say anything, but his hands are like, the fuck was that? Um,
0: That was a part that was actually weird to me because of the way the jocks act. This movie is a black comedy, but the jocks, like, they're, they're like, like, full blown, like, slapstick comedy here. Like actually throughout the whole thing, like they're over the over the top, like, like comic relief, but there's, it's not needed.
1: Most of what they're saying is like just gay jokes too. pretty much all they say throughout it, whether they're confronting Christian Slater in the cafeteria or that nerdy guy outside of the funeral later, they're basically just saying gay jokes and homophobic slurs like the entire time, which is actually fitting when you consider how they're killed later. But that's sort of when Christian Slater and Veronica first interact, because she goes over to ask him about the poll, and he's like, that's a dumb question, after telling her there are no dumb questions. And then he gives her his answer, and they're flirting a little bit. And that's when the football players are on the other side of the room like, hey, he's flirting with her. What's, what's, where'd you go kick his ass? And they were yeah, like, Yeah, and no, the other one's
0: like, no, we're seniors. We can't <laughs> do that. We gotta be mature. So their idea is to go shove their fingers in his food. And scare the shit out of him. By calling him gay.
1: Yeah, he sticks his finger in like his chicken pot pie and goes, "You're gonna eat that." It's like, well,
0: but at the same time as this is like another weird thing happening with Veronica and the Heather's, where does Veronica act as the fingers for Shannon Doherty to throw up? I was unclear on that because I was was like, like, "What are you doing with your fingers right now? Like preparing them?" And then it was a best friend's job is never done.
1: Yeah, so
0: it's like, did she was she helping her with her bulimia? Was she? I
1: that was the impression I got, and it, it was. Super weird. And I still don't know how to interpret it after watching this movie many times.
0: I, I definitely think that's what it was. Because what else would... There's no other implication. There's nothing else that could have been. Unless she was just there to hold her, back, her hair back. But then, like, why was she, like, prepping her fingers?
1: I, I don't know. And let's also talk about Veronica's whole fuck you without saying fuck you thing. Where she says, you're beautiful to people when she actually means fuck you.
0: Well, that was, um, I think Heather Chandler is the one that notices that she does that stuff though,
1: too. Well, she says it once to Heather in the beginning, but then she also, when she says it to somebody after that, cause they ask one girl, it was the rich the, kids at the poll, yeah, and she yeah. goes,
0: Oh, you're beautiful. Walks away. And then Heather Chandler's like, why are you such a bitch?
1: <laughs> well, cause she was like, I would give all the money to the homeless. And she was like, you're beautiful. And that's when Heather gave her a look, but yeah. Um, so what, what happens next? Where are we
0: going now? Well, then that's when Christian Slater pulls out his revolver and shoots the two jocks right there in the gym. End of yep. the movie, he's easily, instantly caught. Well, he didn't. I mean, he didn't
1: actually shoot them. The gun was loaded with blanks, but like... Oh, that's right. That's right. But he pulled out a revolver loaded with blanks in a school, wearing a black trench coat. You know, shades of Columbine. See,
0: 1989, not 1999. <laughs>
1: yeah, like it's Ten just years came... before.
0: This came out in 19... Or er, 2000. This wouldn't be a movie. No, it wouldn't Actually, be a the movie. the whole premise of this movie. There not there another movie with like... Shit, what the fuck am I thinking? There's totally another high school murder movie. There's like a famous person in it.
1: Well, there's it a like bunch of them. I a mean, budget.
0: Now I feel like me and you have talked about it, not in podcasts, but like in reality.
1: Well, I mean, season one of American Horror Story was about a school shooting. That went into I mean, a lot of detail this, there. I'm
0: talking about like another 80s movie. I want to say it was uh, Kevin Bacon. Um... It does, that's not important that has nothing to do with this anyway so then they're 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 playing croquet and this is where i was like are they are they color coded to the croquet balls because that's when i noticed that their socks were the same as whatever color ball because i think that was the one where shanadori is like can i be red and then she gets punished for it
1: i am always red
0: and then like actively heather chandler like attacks her in the game like over and over again
1: yeah she keeps like knocking her ball out why why not? I
0: really appreciated the one, yeah, that part, where there's like full defeatist mode. She's <laughs> sitting there, and she's not doing anything. They're not, she's not a part of the conversation at all, and then Heather Chandler just hits her ball again. She's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you shouldn't have asked to be read. But they're also discussing what should have happened to uh, Christian Slater's character, whose name is JD, Jason Dean. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he should get expelled, he should get suspended, and then <laughs> Veronica's like, it was just planks. Like, it's totally cool to bring a gun to school.
1: It's just funny because like, I can't even imagine the punishment that would be meted out on somebody for trying that in today. You know, I've like, known
0: people that were expelled because they had a BB gun in their backpack.
1: Or like even carrying a knife, which, you know, I mean, a lot of people just carry knives in their pockets for like emergency situations and whatnot. Yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, the, the college party, I think, is the next thing that really happens. Yeah, the right?
0: Remington party. Little, there's like a lot of prep for it. And there's another thing that happens like a lot, but just in the beginning, it kind of fades off. And I, it, it was a weird trend where for this party and then for like a funeral or something later, what ha- Veronica's parents are there sitting at a table outside. She walks over and goes, oh, good pate. Gotta go if I'm going to make it to this ad, whatever. But the, the word for word, the exact same thing happens again later in the movie. And I'm like, what is this? Like, is this just to have her parents be like, you could just not have her parents in the movie to be fine.
1: Parents were represented in a really weird way in this movie, because one, if they're not totally absentee, they're like totally inept because like Heather Chandler's parents never come into the equation. Veronica's parents are like super oblivious. There's a, a scene later where they're trying to remember what JD told them because he was like the authority in the situation or something. And the, dad at one point says to Veronica, why do I read these spy novels? And she's like, because you're an idiot. And the mom's like, oh, you too. But there's like nothing yeah. super authentic about the familial relationships here. Like, even when Christian Slater's talking to his dad, it is this weird, inverted thing where like, Christian Slater is the His dad is the one with
0: the most character, and his dad's character has the most to offer the story in general. Honestly, you could have just not had any of the other parents in it. His dad gives some backstory to to Christian Slater's character, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, it helps you understand why he is the way he is. But, I mean, that was the only time parents actually
0: I just thought it was really purpose. weird. There's just, like, this 30-second, like, multiple times, just, oh, nice pate, and then leaves. Like, I'm like, what does this offer? Nothing.
1: I mean, maybe it has something to do with, like, how kids are wrapped up in their own lives and the parents aren't necessarily a part of, like, that high school drama. But why pate? I don't know, but I love the scene later when Shannon Doherty's like, hey, is that pate? And then gets slapped the fuck out of her, like right in her face.
0: Is this just to emphasize that she's rich, that she eats like mashed up goose liver or duck liver or whatever the hell pate is?
1: I mean, I think it could, you can could make pate out of a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's not something like you don't normally like sit down and be like, I'm going to have pate now.
0: And that's their dinner, because that was the implication too. Like, oh, it's dinner time. Oh, pate. Bye. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they go to the party, which is a whole lot of um, um, sexual assault. Yeah. Pretty much, just all around.
1: It's so great being able to talk to a girl and not have to ask what your major is, dot, dot, dot. So when you go to college, what do you think you'll study?
0: Also, it's a, that's another fun like, thing, because like, all these kids know that they're underage, so like it's statutory rape. And then They're like supposed to be like 16,
1: right? They're not even seniors.
0: Yeah, they're juniors.
1: Yeah, okay. So they're like 16, 17.
0: And then um, Veronica's boyfriend like forces her to suck his dick.
1: No, you're get, get say it again, but say Heather.
0: Heather. Heather's boyfriend. You're right. Forces him to suck his dick. After she, forces like, suck his dick. <laughs> she forces
1: him to suck his own
0: dick. She forces him to suck his own dick after like a weird argument about how her friend. Her, I don't even know where the argument came up. What were they arguing about? Something to do with Veronica, though, right? I
1: th- I think he was upset that Veronica wasn't, wasn't more invested. interested in his friend because his friend wanted to get laid and he was like I thought you brought her here so she'd fuck my friend kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, and then she's like can we just talk or something? And he's like nah. And then then it goes to uh Veronica and the dude that like she's supposed to meet. She's already pissed. She's in like another room like mad cuz like the 3 seconds she's conversed with the guy, she's already decided she hates him and doesn't want to be there. And then he comes in and he's like all right, it's time for the sex. And she's like, um, no. And then tries to give him like a monologue on how she uh, handles men like him. And he's like, I don't care. Do it. I just want to get laid. And then he tries to get more aggressive with it. And then she sets a garbage can on fire, which I thought was going to be more. And she threw up too. And she threw up. Well, the throwing up part was after the garbage can was on fire, which I thought that she was going to burn down the house, to be honest. I was so weird. Like, I forgot that any of this scene happened to begin with. And then she said that on fire. And I'm like, oh, it's going to set the fire alarms off. No. Oh, it's going to burn the thing. No, it doesn't actually matter at all. It's another one of those pointless things. But then, yeah, she goes into the hall and she's like, I want to leave. And Heather's like, you fucking do. And you're never going to be cool again. I'm going to tell everybody you suck. And then uh, she throws up on her.
1: She was drinking a lot of alcohol. It's kind of to be expected.
0: Drinking a lot of alcohol and being assaulted. So what happens next?
1: What happens next is, is, is they kill Heather.
0: They kill Heather.
1: After the whole, like, I want to get laid thing, you know, they leave, she goes home. And then later, because that's what the psycho boyfriends always do in these movies, whether it's Angel and Buffy or fucking, like, Skeet Ulrich and Scream, they always come through the second floor they window. just appear. So Kristen Slater comes into the window and, He's like, oh, is this okay? Was this too forward? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, whatever.
0: I actually, I want to know, they don't really talk about what happened. She writes it in her diary. Is it like he was listening because she apparently says what she's writing in her diary out loud? or
1: Maybe, but I think I have the impression that they, I got the impression that they just talked about it. Because then they go have sex in the garden.
0: I guess. I mean, there isn't like a lot that happens there. He shows up. She's like, oh, cool, you're here. He's like, do you want to play croquet? And then they're naked.
1: So maybe it's implied that they have a
0: conversation. During that, I guess.
1: Yeah, while they're having sex.
0: Listen, you know what? People like to act like that doesn't happen, but that totally happens. No, no, it what does. What do you want to like... do for dinner tomorrow? Like, I was going to oh, say I...
1: exactly the same thing.
0: <laughs> I'm usually like, shut up.
1: I'm usually the one asking about dinner.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm always like, shut up. Oh, because we're having sex together. Now we are. I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen to the plot of this movie at points. Us having sex? Yeah, man. Best friends, having a secret love affair. (laughs) Let's go to the woods.
1: So then they go, the next morning, they go to Heather's, right?
0: They go to help her with her hangover and apologize, slash get funny revenge.
1: And Christian Slater's like, hey, what if we give her this cup of Drano? And then Veronica's like, very, very funny. Let's give her some milk and orange juice. That'll be great.
0: Like, that's the best she came up with. Yeah, right? So... Oh, yeah, so she's trying to fill up, like, milk juice. Milk juice.
1: That's not the first time you've
0: said milk juice. Milk no, juice. Um, And then they try to, hawk, like, hawk the loogie. But I think it was funny because the, trying to hawk the loogie was the loudest thing in the world, and it took them forever to not do anything. People would have noticed.
1: But, like, that's the thing. Where were Heather's parents? You get the impression also, that her she's... her back
0: door was just open. They just walked in. They didn't break in.
1: No, no, they didn't have to, yeah. I mean, I guess if you live in the super rich neighborhood, you assume that... That you're never going to get broken into, but
0: I would automatically assume I'm definitely getting broken into. <clears throat> so, yeah. So then they take it upstairs. Well, they have to put it in a mug because originally, Christian Slater just has it in a glass jar. And she's like, "There's zero chance she's going to fall for a blue liquid in a glass cup." Well, no, this so was she- also
1: because Veronica. Veronica didn't want to give her the Drano. Veronica wanted to give her the milk juice and the orange juice, <laughs> and then the milk juice, yeah. Christian, Sl- I'm doing it now too I'm d- on purpose just because that's the thing. Milk will always be milk juice. Too bad we didn't know that when we were talking about the alpaca milk juice. I mean, uh, not color me bad. Color out of space.
0: Color out of space. That was the best scene.
1: But he does like a switcheroo kind of. He like moves the cups around and then Veronica He doesn't.
0: Her. He doesn't do a switcheroo. Well he doesn't they, stop he her. He doesn't do anything. Yeah he doesn't stop her. He knows. She makes her cup. He has his cup. She goes to kiss him and she grabs the wrong cup and then he's like Hey, you know what? I'll hold that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He like lets her take the Drano. He does yeah. not try to stop her. But then they go, they give the Drano to Heather. Heather dies. And then she's like, what do we do now? Christian Slater's like, well, hey, let's just write a suicide note. It's an easy way to cover it up. Which is basically how everything starts to totally spiral out of control.
0: Yeah. And then he's also like, your handwriting exactly like hers. And it's like,
1: he's like, I'm making a mental note of that.
0: Well, I mean, that comes up a lot in this movie because apparently everybody can imitate everybody's handwriting and they're really good at it. Um, And then it goes into the school staff trying to talk about what to do for the students for it. But because she's not a cheerleader, the best they're going to do is give her an hour assembly. Yeah. Which is funny because she's the most popular person in school. But yeah, I just thought it was funny. Like, oh, if it was a cheerleader, I'd give him the whole day off. After she dies, Shane Dorothy's character loses her interest. Dorothy, yeah. That's what I wrote,
1: Dorothy. I wrote Dorothy.
0: <laughs> Heather, Heather Green. Heather loses Duke. her interest in bulimia. Does it matter? Green Heather loses her interest in bulimia, and then she like starts dissing Veronica. Uh, well, no, other Heather, other Heather disses Veronica and gives her a watch, telling her that she has no style. If that if that belonged to like first Heather. Um, then v Ver, v is what i wrote i literally wrote in shorthand veronica takes like a weird shower in her clothes but then veronica and jason are watching the news at his house when that's when you get introduced to his dad who is like a rich sociopathic construction worker who brags about all the times he's destroyed historical landmarks and towns and um that's where you kind of get the impression that maybe his dad killed his mom and maybe that's where this sociopathy that jd has comes from
1: well no the mom the mom committed suicide that that's what
0: what they say but the way it's
1: no because he says your mother was accidentally in that building and he says i know what she was doing she waved to me from the window
0: yeah but then he also like looks at his dad and he says something in like a way that implies like you knew she was in there well, I mean, just not, based off how the dad murder, is, though. it is too. If you know someone's in something like that, like your wife is in a I think that even though they say suicide, I think that there's some implication that maybe the dad is the reason it could it have, it might've been not like, it's not explained. So it could be. Hey, you're right. Reason. It's not in any great detail, but, but if the dad was like, Hey, go inside real quick and grab this thing for me, I'm not going to blow it up. And she sees her son and waves. That's completely reasonable too. But I mean, JD gives the impression that he thinks his dad did it on purpose. That's what I was getting. And then this is when we find out what Veronica's favorite meal, which is spaghetti with lots of oregano.
1: True. It's an important thing
0: in the movie, because that's
1: what her mom's making her. Well, she gets invited to dinner at JD's house, and she's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. This
0: guy's nuts. I sort of kind of love the conversation between him and his dad, because it's so confusing and weird.
1: When he's like, hey, son, how's it going?
0: Yeah, they like play backwards roles, and then they like take shots at each other, though.
1: They play backwards roles of what they think the ideal relationship is supposed to be because they don't actually know how to act around each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like they're imitating like Leave it to Beaver episodes or something, but like with role reversal.
0: Yeah, but they're also sort of insulting each other with
1: it. <laughs> she asks him later, do you even like your dad? And he's like, I never gave the matter
0: much thought. Yeah. That's, I, this is where I noted that I think that she just says, nice pet tag, gotta leave and everything, every time she meets her parents. Because this is right before the funeral. And that's the guy from Beetlejuice. Those were my notes for this part. Alright, so And they try to make Heather sound like significantly deeper than anything, you know, like she wasn't a shallow person. Um I mean, if that's what the priest does. Everybody that prays over her body has like literally nothing to say about her.
1: Yeah, the one guy's like, geez, God, why'd you have to kill such hot snatch? Yeah. That's probably my favorite line from the actual funeral. But and then Shane
0: Doherty is just like, I kinda hated her and I wish she was dead. I guess you do listen. Yeah. <laughs> also, As we're we're getting up to the part where the uh, jocks beat up the nerds for zero reason whatsoever, like I I was looking at the jocks and was the one dude like forty? Because I swear to God he had gray streaks on the side of his head.
1: Well, I mean, I had gray hair when I was in high school.
0: They all look like they're forty.
1: They're all older. They're not. I wouldn't say forty, but they're all probably definitely like mid to late twenties. But that's when the nerd scuffs the jock shoe. The jock's like, hey, what the hell? And the nerd turns around thinking he's safe because there's a lot of people there, I guess. And he goes, sit and spin, and gives him the finger. And then they chase him. And then there's a great scene where the jock's holding the nerd down, yelling, say, I like to suck big dicks. Say, I like to suck big dicks. Say it. He's like, okay, fine. You like to suck big dicks. And then, you know, eventually he does claim that he likes to suck big dicks, but
0: it takes a while to get there. Completely unnecessary scene, though.
1: But again, this is the jocks being associated like explicitly with homophobia at the same time.
0: Oh, I guess if it's used to set that up. I just felt like the nerd characters didn't need to exist. And then there's some more sexual assault after this, though.
1: The cow tipping?
0: Yeah. I guess there's not. The co- that guy doesn't really even try.
1: Well, Heather, he was too drunk to try, but Heather McNamara brings Veronica on like a double date, even though she knows she's dating JD. Um, she brings him on, her on a double date with Ram and whatever the other guy the other jock guy was and they brought them to a really romantic spot uh in a farm where they wanted to tip cows
0: and they imply that this has happened before too because veronica's like we better not wind up cow tipping."
1: and they're they're just drunk already and they're like it's funny when you tip it (laughs) also
0: this lasted a really long time
1: and then jd magically shows up on a motorcycle at some point
0: that all girls are exactly the same
1: you know, if they only took out, like, a couple scenes in this movie, it would be really easy for them to have done, like, a whole dissociative identity disorder where, like, JD didn't actually exist and it was just, like, an extension of Veronica's, like, psyche.
0: They could have, because even at the end, that could have gone either way.
1: Most of the stuff happens when they're alone, but, like, there's, like, a few places that fuck it up, like, where he talks to, you know, Heather Duke or whatever. But, like, if, if they remove those scenes, it totally could have been interpreted that way.
0: Yeah, yeah it could have, because it could have even been, like, he existed in the school and then like got expelled and she never actually saw him again, but because of the identity he had, I don't don't know. She could have just used that character type.
1: Yeah. Like after he got expelled for pulling a gun out, she just like somehow internalized that personality because it was like more free than she was under the reign of Heather. Just went full fight club on it. Basically. Yeah. Um, All right. So we have the cow tipping scene and this is when JD shows up on his bike and takes Veronica off to safety not sure how he knew they were even there and then this sort of like prompts the next setup where she gets to school the next day people are kind of giving each other looks or whatever she goes into the yearbook office where they show her you know the two-page heather chandler spread featuring her suicide note and yeah i was like why
0: who would why the the suicide note is used by the teachers and the students in a way where i was like yo this is definitely something that you guys would never even get your hands on because the cops would probably
1: have this. Doesn't the guidance counselor pass out like photocopies of it at some point? Yeah, it's just so it's so weird the way it's represented. But um, while she's in the yearbook office, that's when she says like, I don't know about this. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And somebody's like, Oh, like last night. And then it turns out that the two jocks were talking about her giving them a double blowjob last night, even though like that didn't actually happen.
0: No, they were sword fighting in her mouth.
1: Well, yeah.
0: That's what they said.
1: A little sword fight in your mouth, if, if you know what I mean. I don't normally listen to this kind of gossip. That was the nerdy guy who likes to suck big dicks. Well, not really, but he said he did.
0: Um, so then her and JD plot uh, the jocks murders using special... Loot. What does he call them? Something, something German. Bullets that are... are he a-
1: asks her if she takes German first, though. Remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because he wanted to make sure he could say something that she wouldn't call bullshit on. Yeah. Ick Luger, I think, was what he called them. Yeah, something
0: like that. And they, they just they just pierce the skin, and then they make them sleepy. They're special.
1: Speaking of which, he shoots the guy in the fucking like dead center in the throat with it, so I'm pretty sure Trank, rubber bullet or not, that's still like a, not a good place to shoot somebody <laughs> if you don't want to kill them. Yeah. But then she calls up Ram and whatever their name. It was Ram and something. Ram and other guy. She calls Ram and other guy, and she tells them, hey, I was listening to all the gossip at school and I was wondering if, if you wanted them to really happen. And then Christian Slater's sitting there the whole time and that's when he gives her the, the explanation of the uh, Ick Luger bullets.
0: Magic bullets.
1: Yeah, magic bullets. His grandfather snagged a whole bunch of them in WW2 because you hear all those stories in WW2 about how they just wanted to trank the Germans. Or how the Germans just wanted oh, to trank This the, would have been the Germans,
0: yeah. These are German bullets. So then, yeah, she brings the jocks into the woods and has them, like, stand in these special spots. And she gets them to get naked and counts down so that they can run over and, like, ravage her. Yep. And then JD just pops up and shoots the one in the neck. And then she misses. But then, like, what's weird is, like, she 100% realizes that he murdered this guy. Even though he, yeah, yeah. she's, like, he's shot in the neck. She, like, goes over and she's, like, checking him. Like, she knows, but yet she still manages when the other dude finally comes back around after JD chases him around. She shoots him. To shoot him. that man dead center in the heart. Yeah.
1: And she has to. She has to know. But so then they plant a whole bunch of, like, homosexual artifacts, or at least that's what he calls them. Mineral
0: like, water and, like, a, a gay porn magazine.
1: And a, a suicide note about how they, you know, never had the freedom to declare their love for each other, so they'd rather die this way to whatever. Yeah, it's
0: literally, like, one sentence.
1: And then there's some like totally inept police that show up and don't identify them as the murderers because they start making out in their car.
0: Yeah. Like that cop is chasing them through the woods, and, like finds them in a car and is like, oh, no, nah, it's not them. The other cop's like, it's fine. I got everything I need. You saw people run away. Like, how do you just immediately just decide, you know what, this is what this is?
1: <laughs> but then that leads to one of my favorite scenes in the movie when they're outside of the school and they're like, I don't remember what the exact order of it was. It's the scene where they're arguing in the car, and like Winona Ryder's like holding her fingers in her ear, singing "Mary had a little lamb" at the top of her lungs.
0: Somehow I missed that
1: because she was trying because Christian Slater was trying to justify the killings to her, and she was like, "I don't want to oh. hear you." I don't. And Mary had a little, you know. But then there's a scene in it where she had put, as soon as they got in the car, she had pressed the lighter down, and then when the lighter popped and when it was hot enough, she took it and like stuck it on her hand to burn herself to like punish herself for murdering them. And And I know this lights
0: the cigarette off of her hand.
1: And I know that wouldn't work in real life, but just the fact that his reaction, because at first he grabs her hand, like he's going to check on her to make sure she's okay. And it's like, no, no, he wants to light a cigarette while she's still hot.
0: I wish that worked. That'd be awesome. I'd be doing this shit. I'd be walking around with burns and I'd start smoking again. People like, why? I'm like, just watch how cool I am. Also two, two things come up right after this. It's the funeral again. And I think the greatest uh i love my dead gay son <laughs> <laughs> that was the best and then jd being like you think he'd say that if he wasn't dead but no yeah. you're right like when he when she i think during the part where you're talking about i i wanted to say this before we move past it but when he reveals it to her what she does is she goes you killed them those were floof waffle bullets and he's just like yeah duh <laughs> 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 it's like no shit like you should have known <laughs>
1: He's like surprised that she goes with it at some point because he knows she's not stupid, but she's doing stupid things and like seems to have no idea what's going on. I also, think she this calls herself
0: I, stupid. This is when I realized that she wears a monocle.
1: Is that what she's wearing when she's writing? Every diary? time
0: she writes in her diary, she puts a monocle on. Cause I was like, what is that? Is she wearing glasses? And this is the part where I like I realized it was a monocle. Because she like pulls it out and stretches the cord and puts it on. The other times you only see it on her and it's like, what is that? Our monocle's hot. i don't know i don't know the point of it there's a lot of things in this movie that are just like why
1: i mean even if i only had one eye i feel like i'd still want glasses just so it could sit on my head
0: because the monocle doesn't even have any support you just have to like
1: squint on it and shit yeah
0: um and then the school staff decides to plan another suicide rally another point where the the adults in this movie are kind of like stupid
1: yeah no the adults they have like it's almost like they do it intentionally to have the kids just be like all on their own.
0: Well, then the, this is when they finally give the hippie teacher her her, uh, her shot to have a rally, and it's like the most unhippy thing I could imagine because it's like just this huge. It's really just a, a publicity stunt for her, but I mean, what do you what what does she get out of it? People are like, oh look, that's a teacher.
1: I think it's because a lot of a lot of guidance counselors like. Kids don't necessarily want to go talk to the guidance counselor. So maybe like her dream was to help people and make a big deal and change things. And like, she just hasn't had that shot yet. And it's like, yeah, I do It seems
0: like she just wants fame out of it. Because if anything, this is literally just, she does all of it just for the cameras. That's it. Because like she made, she makes sure that the journalists come in and then she's like, when they get there, she's like, all right, everybody, we got to hold hands and chant this. But like before that, it was like, whatever. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, so then the, one of my favorite lines from the movies comes up because I don't know, I've, I just wrote the line. I don't know what the context of the conversation was. They're arguing about how everything was chaos now, and JD's just like, chaos is what killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> Doing his like, stereotypical Christian Slater like monologue thing he does with the <laughs> eyebrows and shit. And I was just like, that's awesome. That's cool. That has nothing to do with murdering teenagers, but I like that.
1: Was this when she was having the dream? there was like a weird dream sequence where they were going to go kill Heather Duke and everything was like frenetic and crazy and like moonlit. Is that when he yelled I think at that's,
0: no? I think that's right after this. Cause this is like, this is when we find out that his mom was blown up in the building, like officially. Um, and this is where Veronica breaks up with JD and then JD starts blackmailing Shannon Doherty's character. Right. So that's, that's what it is. The dream is after this, because this is after him, And, and Heather, Green Heather, um, come together and he's like, you should be red Heather. You, and he gives,
1: he gives her the scrunchie.
0: Yeah. He gives her the scrunchie. And then like, she becomes the leader of the Heathers and changes her demeanor a hundred percent. Oh, she turns
1: into like a mega bitch. Worse than the
0: other Heather. Yeah.
1: I think she calls her a mega bitch in those exact words, actually. But she just, I mean, she was like kind of the one, she was more on the fence earlier, but then she went like full asshole
0: as soon as she got like the, the scrunchie. Yeah, but he also like blackmails her by like trying to like, I'm gonna show that you were friends with Martha Dumpstuck, Dunstock, Dunstock, dump truck, whatever. Um, and Veronica like goes back to her old friend Betty, and then I think that's when I don't even know when the dream happens. The dream's like we- it's in between there, where they ha- she has this dream because it's after she's not with JD anymore, and it's after Shandori's character becomes like a huge bitch. Well. It's actually we're not even near that yet. Never mind. I just saw all my notes because I remember where I wrote that. Anyway, so they one Heather calls into like a radio station and Veronica and the other Heather are listening to it. This is Heather
1: McNamara making
0: the call. Heather McNamara, yeah. She's she's talking about thinking about committing suicide and they're like, She knows we listen to this, right?
1: Yeah, like she wanted it's almost like she wanted them to help, but then Heather Duke, who has now become the new Red Heather goes to school the next day, and tells everybody, hey, my best friend is having emotional problems and thinking about killing themselves. Isn't that hilarious?
0: Yeah, like, she full-on, like, shits on her. And then she tries to kill herself in the bathroom, but um, Veronica stops her.
1: Heather McNamara tries to take, like, a bottle of sleeping pills, I think it was, right? Yeah. So once, once, once Veronica breaks up with JD, that's when the dynamic shifts. That's when he starts going a little more rogue, right? He's no longer working with her. He's working kind of uh, not necessarily against her at this point, but all along on the side of her, because that's when he gets Heather Duke to agree to pass out this, um, what she thinks she, is-
0: yeah, a, a yeah, suicide band.
1: Well, she thinks, yeah, she thinks it's a petition to get big fun. You know, the suicide, everybody's doing it song. Well, no, and... don't do it. <laughs> oh, don't do
0: it's it. Su- suicide, don't do it song.
1: I missed that. Okay, yeah, that makes some more sense, actually. So it's an, it's an anti-suicide song.
0: Oh, we also, we missed the part where Martha Dunstock uh, attempts suicide and they talk shit about her because she's just trying to copy the popular kids because suicide is just a popular kid thing.
1: Yeah, which was really ridiculous because like, you know, only the cool people commit suicide. Another
0: geek trying to be popular. That was like what she said.
1: But Martha did not die. She got hit by a car and like was hospitalized with some broken bones. Yeah, and that's
0: semi-important at the end.
1: So JD has... You know Heather Duke going to get this petition signed by every student at Westerberg High, uh, which she thinks is to get the band to play. And then she starts making shit up to people, like telling them it's like, oh, it's to give money to the homeless. It's to cure cancer. It's to whatever, just to get signatures. And um, then that's when he goes to try to kill Veronica, but gets to her room to realize that she has already committed suicide, but not really. Christian Slater comes into her room with, I think, a knife, right? And he already had a suicide note written. Um, for Veronica, because he was going to kill her and make it look like a suicide. But he got well, he there set and set that whole
0: thing up like ahead of time.
1: Because he went to her parents, right? Yeah. Which is another case of like the parents being totally inept because they were like, Jason Dean stopped by and he said, We're supposed to keep you away from um, uh, sharp objects and uh, prescri- pre- prescription drugs. That's it. Like they have like no idea what's happening. But they're like yeah. taking the words of like a 16 or a 17 year old as gospel to save the life of their child. Just really a weird way to look at it. But then when she's in her room pretending to be dead, um, he does that thing that like villains always do in movies and comic books where they just reveal like their master plan because they want to like, they're proud of themselves and they want to tell somebody. Yeah. So that's when he shows her that like what they actually signed was not a petition to bring big fun to perform at the school. It was a group suicide pack. and, And it was something really crass too. I can't remember exactly what it was. Do you? Mm, no it was long something like we the we the students of Westerberg High blah 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 fuck you like it was, it was basically we're just gonna die and he says not very subtle is it but you know what then again neither is blowing up an entire school
0: well his whole idea in like thought process is that like by showing how this school's segregatedness uh, coming together as a suicide will bring the rest of the world together because the only way people Come together from different social classes is in heaven or some nonsense. Oh yeah, that's what he says. That's his thought process. Well, that's later, but yeah, like that's the he starts that idea here.
1: Yeah, he's he's like creating. He he tries to make himself sound like a savior on the one hand, but he's also creating like a martyr type situation for the greater good. But really, he's just blowing up a bunch of people he doesn't like or care about. But he he trying he's like hard trying to justify that for some reason. And he's talking to somebody he believes is dead. So it's like he's trying to convince himself.
0: Who says the line, whether to kill yourself or not is the most important decision a teenager can make. I, don't, I wrote just that down because I liked that line.
1: The guidance counselor says it because the next day Veronica goes to school and she's like, Veronica, Jason told me you killed yourself. Oh, yeah. And she was like, no, I'm still okay. And she's like, well, I want to talk to you about that because, yeah. But that's when it's fr- she's like, Where, where's everybody going? And the guy says, it's Friday. It's the pep rally. And that harkens back to when... Combine. Well, I was going to say when, when, when J.D.'s father got home and showed them the videotape of blowing up the building. He was like, yeah, I put some whatever in the boiler room and then some thermals upstairs. Brought the whole son of a bitch down.
0: Something like a big-ass bomb in the, in the boiler room to set off thermals upstairs, something like that, yeah.
1: Which is pretty much what J.D. does, because he already has bombs placed underneath the bleachers where all the kids are sitting in the, uh,
0: Oh my God. That's the the guy who tells her about the thing. It was Rodney. Cause I was like, that guy who gave me the creeps, especially at this part. And I was like, creepy Rodney. I just wrote creepy Rodney. He was just really creepy.
1: No, he came off
0: as creepy because she
1: was like, what's under the gym. And he was like, Ooh, baby, the boiler room. Yeah. She's like, thanks. And he's like leaning in her face. Like what now? Are we going down there? Um, (laughs) But that's when she goes down to the basement to try to stop JD from completing his master plan because he's going down there to plant the charges.
0: How about how he instantly breaks her nose?
1: Well, I mean, the first thing that happens is he sees her and he goes, I knew that loose was too noose. I mean, noose was too loose. And I always wondered if like he was supposed to say it backwards because he was surprised or if that was like a blooper that they just decided to leave in the movie. Yes.
0: Yes. Anyway, she kicks him in the dick a lot. I wrote it down that she does that. (laughs) Because every time after they break up, every time that he comes to her, that's how she gets away.
1: I mean, you got to admit, if you're trying to get away from a dude, it's probably one of the better places to strike them.
0: But like the makeup in this scene just gets like ridiculous because she is not super pale. Like she's pale, but she's not as pale as he punches her in the face and then she's super pale and her eyes are super black. I just, that like threw me off. I was like, that's, her nose is definitely broken. I guess that's the implication. I think
1: they were just trying to emphasize all the darker parts by making the rest of her face lighter,
0: but it's just in this part,
1: but they get into a scuffle, right? They're like fighting down there. He already planted some bombs, I think, or he's in the he process. He planted a lot of, of
0: bombs already. They're all upstairs already in the, in the pep rally, or the gym or whatever,
1: but then she he's manages to, gone. she manages to get his gun
0: away from him after they fight. Well, it's the gun that she brought. Oh, she brought it. Yeah. She brought it. Cause she has it on him. When she first confronts him down in the basement, she has the gun at him, and he takes it, and he says something weird, and he knocks her out temporarily. Okay. And then he goes back to planting bombs, which I want to know how he's setting these timers, because he's just like, boop, armed, booped, armed, boop, and he's <laughs> like, there's so many of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I don't know a lot about bomb making, so...
0: He's like, this one's going to be for 25 minutes, because it's going to take me that long to set up the rest, like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. But that's when she like, wakes back up and gets the upper hand on him, right? Yes. She says something like, tell me how to turn these bombs off. And he was like, fuck you, and gives her the finger. And then she just like, shoots his middle finger off
0: with one shot. Definitely not what she was going for, though.
1: No, because the bullet, where did the bullet go? It like didn't hit him, and he was right behind the finger.
0: So It would have, it would have hit, I don't even know. It just stopped at his finger. It blew his <laughs> finger off and then just dropped. And then she shoots the shit out of him after that, and he accidentally disarms the bomb with the screwdriver?
1: None of that, you're skipping it, because there's first that great moment where she goes, come on, what button is it? And this is, like, after she shoots the finger off, I think, and he's like, try the red one. And there's, like, three red buttons are the only buttons on it.
0: Well, now who's just staying on one thing?
1: But then she shoots the shit out of him, I believe, and he, yeah, he, like, picks up a screwdriver or something and, like, jams it in one of them. I think he was
0: already in it. I don't even know. I don't know how it happened. He just like reached for it. There was a screwdriver. It jiggled around and the bomb stopped at four seconds.
1: And somehow that manages to like disarm all the other bombs too.
0: Yo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: So I, I don't really know what was happening there. But that's when she like, she shot him in the stomach like what, like four or five times? I mean, she yeah. emptied the gun and then she's just covered in blood and like dirt and grime. And she like walks outside and she's just standing there on the front steps of the stairs. And then there's this great moment where it's like, you know, they drag back the character you thought was dead. And JD comes stumbling out of the doors behind her. I don't know how nobody in the gym noticed this, but
0: they went out a different door, man.
1: Yeah. All right. But he comes stumbling out behind her and like walks past her and goes out in front of her in the stairs. And then they have this great conversation where he's like accepted defeat at this point. I don't know like what shocked him out of it. I forgot when she shoots him in the stomach, she says like, I need cool guys like you out of my life. And I don't know, it's like such a corny line, but I loved it. And he says that, what does he say exactly? He gives this, he he now has the bomb strapped to his chest and he says something to her like this, this isn't a school that destroyed itself because of society. It's the school that destroyed itself because it was society or something. Do you remember this? He tries to like give some like weird philosophical reasoning behind it.
0: I don't know. It, It all goes back to the whole, like, it won't bring social classes together for ghosts or whatever.
1: Yeah, but then he does this classic, like, I'm going to put my arms out before I explode thing, and it's just, it's kind of cute, because she, like, smiles at him. She still likes him at this point, even though She's he's crazy.
0: way too close to him.
1: And he's, like, because the bomb's not going off properly, remember this? And he has to, like, start slapping buttons on it. He's, like, yeah. boop, 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 trying to make make it turn back Clearly on. he
0: didn't do them well.
1: And she puts a cigarette in her mouth, and then the camera f- sort of floats back farther away, and then we don't see the actual explosion. Um, we see the kids inside react to the loud explosion outside. And then the camera cuts back to the front steps. And now Veronica not only is bloody and sooty and grimy and dirty, she's like just covered in like black powder from the explosion. And the cigarette she put in her mouth is now lit. So she lit her cigarette off of his explosion the way he lit his cigarette off of her hand wound. So there's like some book ending there. It's like, he used her pain to his advantage and it's, I don't think she used his pain to her advantage, but it it was like a weird, it was like a sense of clay. It went like full circle. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, she like goes back in the school. I don't know why, like the police weren't there and they didn't like evacuate the building or anything, but kids are still walking around the hallway and that's when she takes Heather Duke's. Well, Heather Chandler's scrunchie from Heather Duke. Right.
0: I think so. I don't know. I have like another quote that I liked written down and then that happens.
1: You mean the, Heather, there's a new sheriff in town?
0: No, the, now that you're dead, what are you going to do with your life?
1: Oh yeah, that's what Christian Slater says to her, right?
0: I think so, like right before he blows himself up.
1: She doesn't answer though, does she?
0: No. She just, the he blows himself up and then she goes inside and then she goes and hangs out with, uh, she takes the scrunchie and then she goes and like asks what's her face if she wants to go get dinner.
1: No, she asks Martha Dunstock if she wants to come over and watch some movies with her. Same thing. Rent some new releases, pop some popcorn. And then it ends with like this kind of shot of them walking away. And Martha Truck, or Dun- Dunstock has been damaged from her car accident. So she's in like a little rascal scooter going in circles around Veronica at this point. And they play kind of like a different version of the K Sera Sera song that plays in the beginning. So it was actually kind of a weird fem empowerment ending when you think about it. Like there were no guys essential to the ending of that movie. It was kind of just like all women. So a little, little before its time in that sense when you think about it. It's very like unconventional for the way most of these 80s... I mean, it's like not re- really comparable to any 80s high school comedy, I don't
0: think. Most of them don't involve people killing each other, though.
1: That's fair. All right, what do you got?
0: Two and a half beards. All right, I'm going to give
1: this movie uh, three and a half beards because... Four I think is it...
0: not enough for any rating system.
1: It's four stars is like how... Newspapers have been breaking down movie ratings for like the last 70 years. It's like a word economy. It's like you need to find a way to express yourself in.
0: <sighs> okay, well, I just feel like then we need more fractions. All right, everybody, have a good day. And remember, committing suicide is the most important thing a teenager can decide.
1: Well, doing it or not doing it. But you only get one shot to do it. That's not true. To actually, do it. That's also not true. You get one chance to
0: kill yourself. That is not true because if you overdose and they come and they save you and you've been dead, and they pump your stomach and bring you back to life, and then you do it again, that's two.
1: I still count people that are revived as just. I don't. I don't. But get... if you're if
0: you're legally dead, you're dead. You've committed suicide. You've accomplished the goal of no longer being alive. A doctor has said you are dead, and if they bring you back. That's a separate life. That's a whole, that's restart, man. That's a respawn.
1: That's a good point. Do you think anybody that does that ever pops out? Like, well, I got that out of my system.
0: It always makes me question. Like, um, like I don't believe in souls and stuff, but I do like in like a computer way, like, like a hard drive. If, if you completely crash out and you have to get factory reset to be brought back to life, are you the same person or is this a new person starting over their new life?
1: So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, roll.com for info and links to merch. And remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at Roll at gmail.com. And we have a Discord now, so check that out.